This is live coverage of the 2021 Steelers minicamp live from Heinz Field on your 24-7 home for the Steelers. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. We are back live here at Steelers minicamp at Heinz Field. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is The Drive. You can hear us regularly on Steelers Nation Radio every day uh, during the season, three days a week now. Uh, of course, we're also uh, listening. You're also listening here on ESPN Pittsburgh. We appreciate that as well. And uh, it's hey, a beautiful day in the Berg. It is a beautiful day in the Berg, especially after yesterday. My goodness. I yeah, we didn't get super hard. Uh, we well, just missed it. I think. Where I live at in Washington, I mean Washington, it was like Armageddon. We missed the we missed the rain all last week. Yeah, yeah. I was having my baseball playoffs. I run the local pony league, and we got my my entire playoff season. We got we got all the games in without rain. Last week, wow. I don't know how. You somehow it's like I had there. a bubble over the over the field. <laughs> as soon as we got done with the championship game, it rained hard, and then you know, and then yesterday, trees down, like the oh, whole yeah, deal, like, leaves everywhere. Like you know, it was it was yeah, really bad. like everyone's yeah. okay. Like it was bad apparently in that neck of the woods. It was a little bad. south of us. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, but today for Steelers practices, uh, not a problem at all with the weather. It was beautiful. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Mike Tomlin did just get done speaking a few minutes ago, uh, talking about this uh, latest uh, session here. Uh, so I did want to let people get a chance to hear what Mike Tomlin. Yeah, had to first say. we've heard it too. I'm interested to see what he's going to say. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and go to that uh, now. Uh, really excited. Oh, hold on a little bit. That's good. Good afternoon. Really excited about putting the finishing touches on what's been a really good offseason with our mini camp. Uh, we chose to work over here at the stadium. We always want to give the uh, new stealer, whether it's a, a, a guy going from college to pro or a guy that's new to us, um, a feeling of what this facility is like and how to move around it and, and to get comfortable uh, working in this environment. And so we're excited about doing that today. Um, got a lot of things on our agenda. Uh, general conditioning is always where we start, uh, making sure that we walk out of here with an understanding that physical conditioning precedes any other. Uh, really good afternoon really excited about putting the finishing touches on what's been a really good off season with our mini camp uh, we chose to work over here at the stadium we always want to give the uh new stealer whether it's a, a a guy going from college to pro or a guy that's new to us um a feeling of what this facility is like and how to move around it and, and to get comfortable uh, working in this environment. And so we're excited about doing that today. Um, got a lot of things on our agenda. Uh, general conditioning is always where we start, uh, making sure that we walk out of here with an understanding that physical conditioning precedes any other discussions. And uh, the best thing that the guys can do between now and tra- training camp is ready themselves in that, in that way. And so making points in that regard, we're also talking schematics obviously we've done some new things offensively and getting an opportunity to wrap a ball around that uh, but we're also doing some new things defensively as well and so getting an opportunity to work in totality 
Uh, everyone is in attendance besides Stefan Tuit. Um, everyone knows uh, the personal circumstance that Stefan Tuit and his family's going through. Uh, he has our full support and, um, you know, our hearts go out to him and, and his loved ones uh, for their loss. Uh, with those. Okay, we're having some uh, technical difficulties uh, with apparently with the uh, Mike Tomlin interview. Uh, I could say that uh, he uh, he talked about how the Steelers are one of the uh, high, have one of the higher vaccination hmm. uh, numbers um, around the in league. the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, said a couple more players were vaccinated today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's uh, that's good news. Um, of course, uh, you know this the Steelers. Uh, um, want to be is, is you know, I think the idea for the for the league is that you want 85 percent players I, vaccinated. I, I don't know a lot about the subject. I can't believe it's not 100, <laughs> but I mean it's to each their I, own. But see, whatever, you can't but, I mean, you can't force people guys no, to, to get it. Yeah, I mean no, that's I the that thing. Um, but uh, yeah, if you get the 85 percent, then you know it, what happens happens after mm -hmm. you know after that. I mean I don't mean to get into political discussion or whatever, but I can't imagine. Being a part of a team and not getting vaccinated. You yeah, know? I mean, and like, some it, people it, have religious beliefs. Yeah, that, that don't, I mean, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, also, uh, and this is uh, no uh, no huge surprise here. It's all over Twitter. But uh, uh, Mike Tom was also asked about a couple of uh, injuries um, that that uh, guys who who were who left practice early mm -hmm. uh, today um, said that they weren't serious. Um, one being Ben Roethlisberger, the other being uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm -hmm. Nothing serious, guys. It's it's yeah it's things that happen. People reading about it and whatnot, yeah. but and you know worrying and unfortunately across the league this time of year, we're gonna get some bad news. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, you saw that the 49ers last week, I believe, canceled the rest of their minicamp. They lost a backup offensive lineman for the year and a backup safety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two yeah. two guys who were I think expected to make their team. And they lost two of them in the same practice. Yeah, oh, I think they'd have both been in the, yeah. fifth, you know, in the top. Yeah. Um, so this this is nothing like that. Um, and as Mike Tomlin said, these are not serious issues, so he wasn't going to address them. Um, but yeah. obviously, so people are yeah. people are probably aware of them and all that thing. So yeah, we're, we're out. It's out there. It's we're out there, and you know, don't be surprised if we hear that they're not going to practice the next two days. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I'm we just guessing. Know. I yeah. don't know. I mean, so there's that. Um, you know, Tomlin also mentioned. You know, he's real into getting new players in this building for the first time and it doesn't seem like a big deal and you know i'm sitting here watching practice today thinking man this place is going to be I, I just kept picturing full of fans and you know it, it, it is good to have you have a little bit of familiarity here though but think about you know? the, the players who, who were rookies last year mm -hmm. what a weird world never got to see this place no and it's you know what it's you know ben roethlisberger talked about how you know he, he just wanted to run out of the tunnel you know, and, and hear the fans the waving the terrible right. towels and see, and you know, hear them you know, yelling and screaming. Uh, to not have that last year was just so weird. Yeah, it really is. I and mean, we were talking about T.J. Watt in the last segment. Like, I bet him and Bud were saying to Highsmith, we don't know much easier it is to rush the passer whenever this place is rocking and it's, you know, third and eight and everyone knows that they're going to throw the ball and things like that. I mean, I, I think about it a lot from a practicality standpoint. You know, like point spreads for road teams wasn't that big a deal last year. And – you know all the communication. Yeah, I think it was actually. And, you know. I saw. I saw something on that. I want to say that typically, 
you get three points for playing at home. Yeah, I think last year was like down to like one and a half or something wow. like that. So I mean, it's a little bit of an advantage. but yeah. it's the crowd noise matters because you still have the travel involved and sure, things of that sure. nature. You might not sleep yeah. as well or whatever. Yeah, right? but, but still, I mean, having a, this building first, like I said, mentioned before, is the first time I've been in here in a while. If you get every seat full or close to it, and what an advantage that is for the home team, and it's not you know uncommon across the whole country, but. It'll be so much better this year. I mean, we went through – we got through last year is the way I kind of look yeah, at it. Yeah, you, you kind of survived that year. Mm-hmm. Um, this year it's all about getting back to normal. Yeah, you know, and if you were Highsmith or McFarland or one of those guys that was a rookie, you know, this time of year you, you're you not quite sure where the world is and, you know, you had a difficult time acclimating to the NFL. I think there's going to be a lot of particularly mid-round picks from last year. And I mentioned McFarland's name that – could be a lot better in year two than the common, you know, fan tends to think. You think you just brush him off after a rookie year. You know, you know I, I, it's funny you mentioned McFarland. I asked the running backs coach, uh, Eddie Faulkner, about him mm. today. Um, and, and my question was specifically something that we talk about a lot, and we've talked about a lot with the rookie running backs last year. I, you know, I said, did he – was he hurt more than most players – by the fact that there was no preseason last year. So you yeah. didn't get an opportunity to, to for A, for him to get his feet wet right. in an NFL game before the season started, and B, you didn't know what he could do, oh, you, you not just clue. in the running back room, but overall. Yeah. And he said, absolutely, that was the case. He said, you know, he said look, I don't want to overstep my boundaries here, but, you know, you get into the season, he said, you know, he didn't get to see what it looked like trying to run against a live defense at the NFL level. Right, you're not tackling in practice yeah. and stuff now. And know? the special teams coaches, for example, didn't get to see him. What's he look like as a gunner? Sure, Or, sure. How, you know, run how is he in the you know, right. L5 or whatever running yep. down the, the field to cover a kick? Mm-hmm. You didn't get to see any of that. No. Uh, and you're not going to experiment with it in, the, in a game that's going to cost people their jobs. No. <laughs> yeah, and you and I talk a lot of fantasy and – you know, I think a lot of us made the wrongful assumption, and I was certainly one of them this time last year, that Dobbins and Taylor and Taylor Swift and Akers <laughs> and, you know, Edwards Alaire and all those high pick running backs would just step right in. Oh, that's the easiest position to play in the league. Usually it is. If you at least know that he can pass right, protect. Right, if you a know little, he can pass you know, protect. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've seen two preseason games of them or so, or 50 snaps in the preseason at least. And running against live defenses, like you said. I mean, you're not going to blow your rookie running back up in camp too often, and backs on backers is fine, but you know who you're blocking. You, right, You know, yeah. like, I got Vince Williams. He's going to come running at you me. You know, by the way, Ben Roethlisberger isn't standing behind you in backs <laughs> yeah. on backers. So if you get blown up on backs on backers, it's like, okay. It's okay, yeah. Yeah. But it's different if – I'm not sure which of these eleven can he slide across. Yeah. can he coming. slide across and get the yeah. get the the corner coming off the right side mm-hmm. when he thinks you know he doesn't know he's coming. My veteran tackle knows I'm going to leave this guy unblocked because it's my job to get him, but I'm just going the wrong way and Ben gets you know one in the teeth. Well, I can't put you out there. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So I thought running backs were hurt a lot. And back to those top guys, it all took them a while until they really started to get a lot of reps. Till halfway through the season, they were you know first and second round picks. Yeah, I, I really think, despite the the selection of Najee Harris mm-hmm. this year, that, that the team, the Steelers have a plan for Anthony McFarland. I truly believe that. I do too. I, I do too. And he he probably isn't an every down back. You know, I mean, I didn't think he was last year when they drafted him. Yeah, right, right. I mean, maybe he's an Eckler on a good day type of thing, um, but I, I don't think his book is written yet. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Um, 
some of the other rookies from last year too. It's remarkable how well they did do. Yeah, I mean, you look uh, you look at what Highsmith did. You right. look at what Claypool did. Um, you know, you look across the league. It wasn't a great. There were some rece- other receivers who had you know who had who had good years. Or obviously Justin sure. Herbert did did good things. Justin and, Jefferson. And Jefferson. You're right, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, but they were more the outliers than the norm. Mm-hmm. A lot of the corners really had a tough time. I think defensive back's a tough position to trust players if you haven't seen them. Like, yeah. He better. I mean, it cost me big if that guy screws up. And, and I know he wasn't a real high pick either, but maybe Antoine Brooks has they have a bigger role for him in mind than we thought. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, some of these type of guys from last year that are mid-round picks that we were we were singing their praises when they picked them, and they were singing their praises. They just don't write their stories quite yet. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be uh, lots still to be said about that, and, and that's what these kind of situations are for: training camp, mini camp, uh, to figure these things out. The Steelers. We talked about it last year. Had they gotten the extra preseason game last year, they would have played five, which is one more than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Nobody played any last year. Now it's been cut down to three. The Steelers still have four. So they still get that extra preseason game this year. Yeah, I mean, still 33% more than everybody else gets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Uses you know, so reps wisely. And we talked about in the last segment, you know, they got a lot of quarterbacks that they want to get you know reps in, involved, and they get a little more extra time to do that. I mean, I, yeah, I almost expect like the the, the Hall of Fame game might be all Dwayne Haskins and Josh Dobbs, or you know something. Maybe that would make sense. Maybe you see a little bit of Mason. You're not going to see Ben Roethlisberger next. No, game. nor should you. Yeah, no, you won't see Ben Roethlisberger sense. again in Canton until he's being inducted. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> Give him about six. I would or even. I tell him so, don't even right. make the trip. Just stay down. Right. And, you know, it'll be new to you then. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, yeah, I would think Ben doesn't even dress for that one. Yeah, I'd love to see a lot of Haskins in that game, assuming camp goes. Sort of well. Yeah. You know? I, right. mean, I don't even think you need to play Rudolph much in that game. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, y- you want to get a good look at Haskins, mm-hmm. um, but you also, in those final three preseason games, got to get your other guys ready. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I would make that an entirely almost just say, hey, Dwayne, this is your game. This is your game. Right. I mean, we'll give you some decent protection. You know, we might not have the Castro dress, but, you know, that, that's always a mistake teams make, too, is. You can't put a young guy out there who's learning, and he has, and they're just storming the castle. <laughs> right, you got to give him some <laughs> sort of a line. I mean, ideally, you sh- it'd be great to, if you could have ten offensive linemen that don't embarrass themselves versus preseason competition. Then you can get a clue. You know, is McFarland ready too? I mean, it, 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 those guys are really important. You know, to that to that point, the Steelers might have that. I, I was just going to yeah, say, I've, I've been Joe asked Egg, that a lot. Know, right, like right. people are talking, I've, I've gotten the question. Like, Oh, the Steelers' offensive line is going to be awful. Blah blah blah. I'm like, they actually have pretty. If you look at it, you know, Haig and Coward are both guys that, that have started games yeah, in right, the NFL. Right. Finney's there, who started games in the NFL. Uh, I mean, know, even Hassenhauer. I don't think he's a starter, but and, he's and played games. I can use him in the preseason yeah. to see if Haskins can play or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, that and, has and value. And then you to have me, two you know? young draft picks that you you know that you use mm-hmm. you know reasonably high draft picks on. I would. You would like to think that they can play a little bit. I would. Think they're not. They play, undra- they're not undrafted rookies trying to make this roster. No, right. I mean, there's you know. talent there to work with, and I'm sure the coaches are going to spend a little extra time with them. I mean, especially Green at center because he has a chance to start. I mean, he, he may win a starting job at that by that point. Right. Who knows? So yeah, that'll I mean, be interesting. I, I think they can put a second offensive line out there that um, isn't bad. Uh, which right. I, I don't know that a lot of teams around the league can say that. No, I think you're right about that. I mean. Yes, this this line might be searching for their next stars, and it's almost like the, it's and, almost like you know? the situation with some of the teams that don't have a true starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. For example, let, let's say it's almost like uh, uh, Denver right now, okay. where you've got Locke, 
and you've got Bridgewater. And maybe neither's truly the answer, yeah. but we'll see how it works out. But you can win with either one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they'll play differently when depending. And what's interesting about this line, too, is I do think there's a lot of capable bodies, and there's really only one spot up for, you know, that there's going to be a, a, a battle for. Yeah. And I, yeah. we're all going to be rooting for Green if he's ready or not. That'd be great if he takes the world by storm and is a clear opening day starter, but that might be a little optimistic. Who knows? Yeah, I, we'll see. That's That'll all sort itself out. I mean, I think. You know, this isn't a situation <clears> – <throat> I'm not going to put this kind of pressure on the kid, but, you know, uh, Ramon Foster told the story on, on DKPittsburghSports.com about Pouncey's rookie year hmm. and how they got done with their first minicamp practice. And Sean Kugler was the coach at the time. And he said, hey, you guys had a great practice. It was a fantastic practice. You're all right here. And he put his hand about halfway up. He said, mm-hmm. that's a good place to start. He said, now, Marquise – He's here, and he put <laughs> his, his raised his hand up higher, yeah, like yeah. his first real practice, and he's already the best guy. Wow, you know, yeah, I mean, it's a first round center. <laughs> you don't see that very often, and and obviously, I'm I'm sure there was a couple motives to that too. Is first of all, wow, we really got a good one here. Yeah, let alone, but it became quickly obvious. Was, yeah, I mean, I'm sure the guards next to him are like, oh yeah, he's better than me. Or, <laughs> the other center, the incumbents, and yeah. all those guys, and and honey, start packing the house because I don't think we're going to be here <laughs> much longer. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And not to mention, I mean, what a leader Pouncey was at Florida and then immediately became here. Right. You're kind of telling people, this is his room now. Get used yeah. to it. You know what I mean? And he's going to be here for the next decade. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> As the, the centers before him were. You know? Yeah. Pretty crazy. It, you know, I, I've looked at um, I, I've looked at Green and the body type. Him walking around in 53 is a little it's spooky, a, it, it by is, the way. It is, but it's a completely different body type. It is, it is. He's more the, the power looks like a wrestler. Lift. He looks like a power lifter build, a yeah, wrestling yeah, yeah, build. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's more like Mike Webster than it is Marquise Pouncey. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Pouncey's kind of lean, especially Pouncey, in his lower yeah. body. He's yeah. a little higher cut waist, and I bet his I bet his arms are longer. You yeah. Know, you know, in – uh, green, like you said, is a little boxier, a little thicker, more power lifter-ish. I mean, uh, probably does more you know, reps on the bench, you know, and is more like a heavyweight. Saw the, uh, if you saw the uh, the video of him uh, at Illinois, he was deadlifting 700 pounds, hmm. which I guess set the Illinois record. Record. Okay. Uh, and it was it was a big video that was about a month ago that was out. Um, he's legit, a legit power guy. Like, yeah. 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 But he's not a slow, stiff, muscle-bound guy. I mean, he comes off the ball. Oh, no, he was very, very athletic in his, in, his, right. in his workouts and stuff. So it, it's kind of a nice meshing there. Like, that, that that's kind of the Dermani Dawson. Mm-hmm. I, keep, I, I, I hate to keep comparing him to all, all these. All of famers, right, yeah. yeah right. But these are the guys we've seen here. Of course, of course. You yeah. know. And that's, I mean, who the, the you know, people listen yeah, to. I'm not going to compare him to well. Sean Mahan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point. But I do have really high hopes for him. I I, I think they really benefited from a deep center class. You know, yeah. I, I, I really do believe that he would have been probably a second-round pick most years, and there was about five starting center-type guys in this draft. And so they waited around and grabbed Fryermuth and as the bonus prize, kind of. Yeah, because there weren't five of those guys. Or two. Or two, yeah. yeah, maybe three or four, <laughs> right? You know, right. It was a much a much shorter tight end group than it was at center. Yes, and I threw this out on Twitter recently too, and I hadn't realized to the degree. I've been fiddling with offensive personnel groupings lately, and the Steelers were really low in terms of twelve personnel last year, and what that means is one back, two tight ends, and even when they did, I mean, they were really high in eleven personnel. 
But that one tight end is still Ebron, who's closer to a receiver than he yeah. is a tight end, too. So they were almost short a blocker. Technically, a you're always in 11 personnel, at least, even if you have two on the field, because Ebron's a receiver. Because, yeah, I mean, it depends yeah. on what you call him. But, right. I mean, so I, I think that this was a very calculated move to grab Fryermuth, too. And, yeah, he's a little bit different body type as well. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, interesting to see how this thing all meshes out here as, as uh, the training camp uh, gets started here in about a little over a month at St. Vincent College. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we'll see if that works out. I know the Steelers have all uh, intents uh, to, to go out to uh, Latrobe. And yeah, it's supposed to be decided, I guess. Yeah. Still a crazy world we live mm-hmm. in. But one thing I am looking forward to, no matter where we're at, is being able to tell some people what we've been seeing the last couple of days, too. It would be and nice biting my tongue a little bit. See, but yeah, see, some exciting stuff. I, I, I see things with my eyes, but, and I can't <laughs> quite, quite, yeah, it's a little different disseminate that information. But uh, we're trying to get you as much information as we can here yeah. uh, as we continue to roll through. These three days will be fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, having a lot of fun doing this, and uh, always nice to be here in the booth watching uh, games. And, uh, you know, uh, really the only time you and I get to do a show from here is for the Fan Fest. Yeah, I guess that is going. That's just pretty much the only time I ever broadcast yeah. from here. Um, I, I do get some game day stuff from here, mm-hmm. and, and uh, that's all, that's always fun as well. Different, different feel on game day than it is just for a regular practice. No, but sure. Yeah, but of course, uh, but yeah, always good to be back at Heinz Field. Uh, this is where the magic happens. Uh, this is where all the stuff that we write and talk about during the week all happens here. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, right, right. or somewhere like here. You always forget that, like. It's the funniest thing about the NFL is, like, it's a – you spend so much time talking and writing and doing all this stuff about what's really 16 events. This year, <laughs> exactly, seven, right. This year it'll be 17. And they're an hour long each of yeah. real time. You know, we talk 365 days a year about every little <laughs> bit of it. And, right, you think about how many snaps there actually are to analyze over the yeah. course of the year, even if your team wins the Super Bowl. and. He plays in the Hall of Fame game, and you get extra ones from those type of things. There really isn't that much stuff, you know, And but it sure is fun, you know, and you're at practice every day, and camp's a blast, and, you know, these type of environments are fun too. So I was just happy to kind of get out of the house football-wise. And yeah, get, get absolutely. Always right. good when, when that happens. But uh, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. Oh, I guess we're not taking another <laughs> okay. break. Uh, so, uh, anyways, um, real quickly, I, we talked about this off the air a little bit, and I was kind of surprised by this, and I'm sure this, the Steelers might have been a little surprised as well with uh, Devin Bush's contract coming up here. Uh, oh, yeah, I they guess have to make a horizon. decision on him after this season to pick up his uh, his fifth year option. Jerome Baker. Mm-hmm. That one shocked me. Three years, $39 million from the Dolphins. It's Jerome Baker. It's Jerome Baker. I mean, he's an okay player, and he is a modern-day, you know, run-and-hit type. I mean, the they are very much a Patriot-like defense, and that's outside the norm for their second-level players. They like the high-tower, thumper, you know, hard, you know, big-power players, and they play a lot of defensive backs on the field. So maybe they're taking a little bit different wrinkle with him because he's, you know, a good combine guy, fast, you know, yeah. runs well. But he's not top 10, top 20 linebacker. I mean, maybe top 20. I mean, as he's ascending, but that, that numbers blow me away. And I have a lot of respect for what Miami's done. They've had a lot of resources to do it. But some of their not signings. Not when you spend like that, you don't. Some of their signings, though. I mean, yeah. look at last year's, you know, a, a year ago free agency Van Noy and 
uh, Lawson, and um, there, there was like four or five pretty big signings that only lasted one year with the team, and they yeah. had cap casualties. And, and I also like, saw Xavier Xavier Howard uh, skipping their yeah, mandatory minicamp today. today. Obviously, he wants to be paid. Yeah. Um, he probably saw the like he just gave Jerome Baker thirteen million dollars. He's I'm, the fourth best guy in our defense. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm the what most important there. guy here. Right. And Tua threw five interceptions today. <laughs> I heard that. Uh, question for you is being one of those beat reporter types. I mean, the sometimes I read that and think those things are overblown. You know, someone threw a couple interceptions. I mean, five is five's a lot. Five's noteworthy and yeah. hard to do when no one's hitting you. you Especially, know? I mean, your starting quarterback in a, in a training camp type setting or a mini camp type setting is probably throwing forty to fifty passes. Yeah, that sounds about in, right. And seven on sevens and, and eleven on elevens. Oh, yeah. God. And the That's defenses aren't tricking you or game right. planning for you or rushing you. Yeah. For the, you know. So either the Dolphins' defense is really good <laughs> or Tua was really bad. Was really bad. I remember you've told the, the Kent Graham story a couple times. I forget. Was he competing with Cordell? He was competing something? with Cordell for a starting spot. And yeah. we were all tracking the completions and all that stuff. Yeah. And people were remarking that, well, yeah, Kent Graham was, you know, 18 to 20 and 11 on 11 today. And I'm like, but none of the passes went more than five yards down the <laughs> field. He, he was like, right, it right. was dump off, dump off, dump off, which is great for your completion percentage, but are you going to take a chance at any point? Right, right exactly. Again, it's kind of like the Bridgewater versus Locke conversation, too. You know, it's like, uh, again, I'm not disparaging what some beat writers do, and sometimes I just know things have to come out. But you hear, man, the ball's hardly ever hitting the, the grass whenever this guy, when Justin Fields is yeah. throwing or well, whatever. Well, tell me like, what he's throwing. Yeah, and so I'd like to hear what he's doing. Is he throwing the ball 30 yards down the field, or is he just right. dumping off to the backs all the time? Does because he have eight seconds to throw in yeah. the pocket, or are they blowing the whistle on him? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Both so, both edge scout. rushers are standing there beside him when he throws because they've, <laughs> right, they've right. stopped their pass rush, and he's just standing there this holding the This corner's been trying to cover a guy for yeah. five seconds or whatever. <laughs> you know, so – you know, this, again, this is as Bob mentioned. You know, this is remember the football context. And shorts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a different world. It's not <laughs> it, quite the same game. I mean, it's un, you know, if a pitcher's mowing down all his teammates, I'd be like, well, nice. You know, he's yeah. throwing the best he can. Or, you know, these guys, you know, or basketball players are dominating in in, in practice. I could see it, but this they're not playing the same game out there today they that they are a couple you know a couple of months from now. No, they are definitely not. Uh, but uh, certainly. Uh, it's always something. It's worth noting. When oh, a, a absolutely. guy throws five. He throws five. You know, right. I mean, that's a remarkable number. Not to mention he just came out like a week or so ago. Like, I didn't really know the playbook as well as I want. Like, that's not a real good look. It's not a real yeah. good timing either. No, it is not. Uh, makes you wonder about – again, it goes back to the to – the, uh, just the perception of some of these teams. I, I see a lot of people saying, well, the Dolphins are going to be one of the teams to beat oh. this year. Yeah, not if the quarterback's bad. Not if the quarterback's bad, and there's still a lot of pieces in place there. I mean, I did a power rank like a, a month or so ago. I had the Steelers over the Dolphins. I, I've never gotten such response from power ranks. And you're so low on the Dolphins; you can, they're not even the Steelers aren't even close to them. You know, like man, they were if like they my, played right now. Uh, Steelers are three point favorites. June, yeah. yeah, right. I mean, I don't care whatever. where they play at. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot less questions here than there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean, and, and that's true with a lot of the AFC teams. Indy, I mean, they're hoping this quarterback who was really, really bad last year is really, really good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Philip Rivers had a good year last year. He did. He had did. a good year. He was not. Can Carson Wentz do that? Could he have a Rivers? I think they would take it if if, right. if Rivers was a seventy out of a hundred last year. If they get seventy out of a hundred out of Wentz, I think I'd say, yeah, I'll take that one. 
Yeah, because it could be. But bad, that's bad. what they needed because last year he was a and they still were okay. He was a forty. He was a forty. <laughs> right. I right. mean, he failed. And, and even with Rivers playing pretty well, the Colts weren't really a contender. I mean, the Steelers were a better team than them last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they made the playoffs, but yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. they did. Yeah. yeah, they're fine. I mean, they're you know, they're a winning record type team, but I don't know. I mean, I look at Miami and some of these teams. And I, I think Cleveland's past this, these upstart teams that really came from nowhere. We'll see. I mean, yeah. it takes a while. It don't, takes a don't while. Don't put the, the cart before the horse. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really true in the AFC. It really is. Uh, but uh, now we are going to take a break. <laughs> uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive. Uh, we're also being simulcast on ESPN 970, uh, so you can listen to us in the car here as well. Actually, you can do that anytime. Because sure. You can, you can subscribe to the Drive Podcast. Yeah, you might as well do that. You might as well do that. So. Give us a good grade if you like the show. Yeah, great uh, review. We appreciate that. Uh, we, we do check out those reviews from time to time. Uh, but we're going to take a break. We'll be back uh, right after this with more live from Steelers training at minicamp here at Heinz Field. <laughs> 